Hey, Extra Point listeners, big news, we're moving. The Extra Point podcast now has its own unique podcast feed. Same great content, new spot. Make sure to subscribe to the new Extra Point podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Christmas greetings, everyone. It's December 24th, 2023, Christmas Eve, and I'm glad you've joined us for this special Christmas episode of the Extra Point Podcast. And I'm glad that you're listening in, whether it's Christmas Eve or whether it's the next day, which is Christmas, or maybe even a few days after the holidays. I want to take us back to what we discussed on Christmas Eve in the final message of our Advent series, in which we unpacked a little bit more about worship from looking at the Magi or the wise men. We saw from Matthew 2, verses 10 and 11, that worship is an emotional posture. It's a physical posture. It's a sacrificial posture. And it's a singular posture. All of these postures are involved in the adoration of Jesus Christ the King or in the worship of Christ the King. And we discussed those and we drew those uh, postures. We could even say principles or characteristics of worship from the story of the Magi. And what I want to do in this podcast is take a few more minutes and um, walk us through the, the journey of the Magi and what it says to us about how worship is, and can I use the word produced or maybe even grown? Because I think there's some beautiful pictures in the story of the Magi that will help us understand where worship comes from. Now, to be frank with you, I'm going to do that by trying to verbally walk you through a, a chart of sorts. Most of you know I, I, I like diagrams. I like charts. I think they often help us communicate truth in visual forms that can give us a lot in a very quick snapshot. And so in just some of my study of the past few weeks, I have kind of developed this simple chart. I have no way to show it to you on this podcast, but I want to walk you through it from left to right and kind of give you the hot, the headings, the titles, and I'll see if I can effectively communicate to you really kind of how worship is grown in our hearts or how it's produced, kind of maybe where it comes from, okay? I want you to see this. I'm calling this the spiritual journey of the Magi. And I think it will help us understand really how something like this works even in our own lives. So in your minds, so if you would just kind of picture a timeline, maybe a, a straight horizontal line. On the far left, just um, think about the word chronology, which is representing the idea of time. Certain events happen in uh, real time, in, in space, history, um, real life. There's a chronology to things that are that really God is using. So we're going to think about chronology on the far left. We'll go a little bit to the right, and we'll think about theology. That often in in times and in events, in different historical and actual ways, God shows us truth through His Word and through different events and in uh, encounters with people. Um, by His Holy Spirit's power, we encounter truth in real time and space. So that's chronology on the far left. Move a bit to the right, we have theology. When we realize this truth that God has given, that leads to doxology. So we'll take another step to the right. We'll write the word doxology, 
which is simply praise for the truth that God has revealed to us in real time, in space, through His Word and by His Spirit. We've come to know truth about God, from God. And so that leads to a, a, a posture of praise, of worship. And then to the right of doxology, now on the far right of this horizontal line, we're going to write the word physiology, which really is an external exhibition or display of what's happened internally. That's the real essential meaning, the fundamental concept of physiology. It's an external effect from what's happening internally. I think that really is true about worship. Often when we raise our hands, we bend our knees, we take a posture on the outside of worship in some fashion, we uh, clap, we express verbally an amen, we say hallelujah, we join hands with others, we lift our hands, uh, we bow, we kneel, we bow our heads and pray, we close our eyes. There's so many different postures, and of course these are in the Bible as well, multiple postures beyond these. But those are physiological effects, they're external effects of what's happening internally. And so I think this is an interesting way to look at the spiritual journey of the Magi. Can I walk you through it again from left to right on the horizontal line? Maybe perhaps the oddest podcast you ever heard because we're trying to explain something to you visually in verbal ways. But just walk with me. There's a chronology that is occurring. The wise men, the Magi are following a star in real time and space. They're going based on truth that they've read from, I believe, the book of Daniel. They're calculating numbers and years and mathematically arriving at a, at a location and a time in which God is doing something in real historical moments. And it's the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. So there's a chronology involved with the wise men. They've... Um, been traveling and looking and searching and seeking, and they see the Christ. They actually arrive at the place where the star leads them. They see Mary and Joseph and, and the Christ, and they realize that all that they've been searching for, what they've been told and all that they've read is actually true. So in real time and space, they see and encounter truth. They, they see God's wisdom personified in the person. Of, of Jesus, the, the Christ child. At that moment, their, uh, their praise comes from their mouth, and the posture of their body is also worship. So we see doxology and physiology happening as well. So, so do you see the timeline of the spiritual journey of the Magi? I hope in your mind's eye, in, the, in that piece of paper in your, in your mind's eye, you can begin to see there was a it was a, a real uh, set of events in chronological time that occurred that revealed God's truth to them, which led them to praise God verbally and to physically exhibit a posture of adoration to God. So again, here are the words from left to right on the horizontal timeline of their spiritual journey, how they came to the truth that God was revealing himself in the second person of the Trinity, Jesus the Messiah, and how they responded to that truth. It's chronology, theology, doxology, and physiology. And what I want to say to us on this episode is this. I think that is generally true in all of us, even if it's beyond 
the truth of salvation. So first of all, know this. This is a true timeline in regards to how God saves people. He works in real time and space through the convicting a ministry of the Holy Spirit and through the efforts of those who are His witnesses, through His Word. Uh, all of these things converge in real time and space to bring someone to the point where they see their need for Jesus. It's a chronology, we could even say, of conviction. Often people are searching, they're seeking because the Holy Spirit is prompting them and Christ is drawing them. But all of that happens in real time and space. There's a chronology. There's a, a set of events that occur, and they're drawn to the truth, and then they see the truth, uh, the theology that Jesus is God's Son who gave his life, was raised from the dead, ascended. He's the only way any man or woman can be reconciled to God. He's the door. He's the way, the truth, and the life. At that moment, that theology uh, you know, resonates with someone. They accept that truth. They believe. They repent. They put faith in Jesus alone. And that set of events has led to a climactic moment where they're born again. That leads then to a, a moment as well as a uh, perpetual type of lifestyle of praise to God for his saving work. So we'd call that doxology. And so they express that verbally, and then they often show that visibly in their bodily posture, which is the physiological aspects. So do you see how this timeline even works when it's kind of laid over our own experience? That in every single person's life who's been born again, there was a set of real-time events, chronology, that led to real truth, empowered uh, by the Holy Spirit of God, found in the Word of God, a message about Christ. That's theology, which leads then to doxology. They praise God for Him bringing them to salvation, and that even exhibits itself in a physiological posture. Things are expressed externally because of what has been happening internally. I think that's true not only of the spiritual um, wise men, these, um, this, this, these magi. I think it's true for our lives and our journeys as well. And can I just elaborate a little more? I think it's also true for us in regards to sanctification, that as God continues to grow us, it happens in real time and space through events and people and encounters empowered by a spirit rooted in his word. These things converge in, in, in um, moments of history in, in life. And then as we see God's truth unfolded and, and played out and lived out, we grasp it, we believe it, and we grow. As we grow, we begin to, again, praise God. We thank Him. We give glory to Him. And that leads, again, to even um, different physical postures, more physical postures that are worshipful, that adore Jesus and, and Christ for all of their work in our life. So I think these four words— are quite instructive as we think about the journey of the Magi, them coming to faith in Christ. We're not sure when that was, but at some point they did because they worshiped. But not only the Magi, but us on our own journeys, both in salvation and in sanctification, I think this chart is, is quite instructive and helpful in knowing where does worship come from? How is it produced and grown in our hearts? I think four words give us a clue to one of the ways that God helps make us and grow us into a more deeply 
uh, worshiping follower or a body of believers. And that is through chronology or time, theology, which is truth, and then doxology, which is praise, and then physiology, which is our posture. I think it kind of goes like that and grows like that. And so I hope that is uh, edifying today and beneficial as you think about how does one grow in their worship? It grows through seeing God's truth revealed and confirmed over time and in time, in our life and in our real events and situations and encounters. And as we watch that repeatedly happen, our hearts fill with praise. We give God worship and adoration, and that flows out into actual physical postures. We become less timid and more bold and courageous to express externally, even physically, what we know our hearts are feeling spiritually and internally. That's what the Magi experienced, and I'm confident that is the kind of fully engaged worship that we can experience, even as we continue to grow in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in this Christmas season, I trust you will continue watching God's truth uh, unfold and be unpacked in your real time and space life. And as it is on a continuing basis, that you will praise God verbally and that you will worship God visibly and that we will be wise men and wise women of the 21st century who worship God both in spirit and in truth.